If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Baby Got Batch for another episode. I'm Brett Vergara. And I'm Camila Salazar. And listen, we've got our second guest for you. And and let me tell you, the faves, they just keep coming. Our guest this week is LA native Wills Reed. You might know him from being a fan favorite on Becca Kufrin's season of The Bachelorette back in 2018. Uh, And, you know, also a couple of stints on Bachelor in Paradise that same year and then the following summer. On which he was not given a fair shake at all, you know, in our humble expert opinions. (laughs) But uh, don't worry, we get into all of that and more in this chat. And we are so extremely excited for you to hear it. And listen, when we say we cover everything, it's literally from Will's feelings about strip clubs to the Black Lives Matter movement to what made him cry in paradise. It's just so much and made it one of our favorite interviews yet. Truly. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Wills. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. And um, just really quick before we really formally kick off this interview, you know, Brett noticed some things in your in your background uh, <laughs> oh, right yeah. now. Brett, do you want to <laughs> explain what it is you're uh, you're seeing here? Oh, yeah. Well, we have not yet embraced like a YouTube video version of Baby Got Batch. So I need to highlight to the listener that we got like some Pokemons in the background of uh, <laughs> Will's background here that I very much appreciate. Also, I need to point out. Well, I see a Growlithe. I think I see like I don't know what that other one is. Is that, is that Charizard? I think it's Charizard's butt. It's, it's a sleeping Dragonite. Oh, it's a Dragonite. One of, okay, one of my one of my favorite Pokemon. Good choices. Well, Arcanine is my favorite Pokemon. So like Solid. you were very close to just Solid. like you know, man. Solid. I this is like really just fucking dorky. Uh, but I remember when I was a kid, I would literally, I literally had a dream that I rode an Arcanine to school one day, and that uh-huh. like all the fucking kids were like, "Oh, Brett's so cool! Look, he's riding an that's, Arcanine that's to school." Amazing. And that was my version side of note, cool. I never <laughs> pronounced it RK9, and I feel like that's the appropriate way to, to how would say you call, it. How would you I've pronounce always, it? I've always Arcanine? called it Arcanine. I, Ar- that might R- be right. K-9, no, K9 makes more sense because it's a dog. <laughs> oh, I need to put I've that always together. Said Arcanine, always. <laughs> I think I'm wrong on that one. <laughs> I think I literally just put together that canine. I just I've just said it that way for I don't know the uh-huh. the natural phonetic that came to me. But yeah, yeah, it's like wait a minute. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've quite a few cool things in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so are you on a Pokemon kick lately? Or I is this am. Like- I mean. It's it's nostalgia. I mean, it's yeah. something. I mean, I feel like it came out in '96, and I was like in third was grade. So, oh man, I was like right you know when I was starting to like have personality and stuff. And yeah. my buddy of mine at the beginning of the pandemic started getting Pokemon cards again, and I oh, looked at him. Cool. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Do you want to <laughs> do you want to open?" He's like, "Do you want to open a pack?" And I opened a pack, <laughs> and the rest is history. Man. Oh man, all back into it. 
Listen, in these chaotic times, we need some nostalgic exactly. comfort. Exactly. And that's precisely. Yeah, I went to the card shop fantastic. yesterday and the guy was like, you're back again because I went in and then I went back like, back again. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, it's addicting. It's like drugs. But I was like, it's better. Than, it's better than drugs. It's like, yeah, it's better than Vegas. And I was like, yeah, I think it's better than heroin. So it's like, you know, let, let me. Let me have my dorky, nerdy, safe vices, you know? <laughs> you, you, know what, you know what this is reminding me of is like, and I hate that my brain has now been wired to think in meme, but it's uh-huh. like those those tweets and memes where it's like going over. It's like, oh, yeah, like rent, like $1,000, utilities, $100, Pokemon uh-huh. cards, $3,000. And it's like, someone it, help me it budget. Get, my family it is can starving. Get, it can get expensive. It's, yeah. It's literally like addictive because like <laughs> last weekend, I pulled the most like rare card, the most sought after card. And you oh would think after God. you pull that that you'd be like, all right, I'm cool. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill a little bit. It's the exact opposite. I'm like so much more hungry because I'm like, it's possible now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like when you are like playing the slot machines and you just mm-hmm. happen to get like a lucky strike and now you're like, yeah. no, I'm invincible. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, listen, some people got into stocks in the in the pandemic. You're just like, I got I got yeah. Arcanine ready got to go. These collectibles. Yeah. I need to get more into stocks, but I don't know. Stocks to me kind of feel like a strip club a little bit. Um, it's scary. I, how so? How so? Because uh, one of my least favorite places on this planet are strip clubs because it has a lot of my worst fears. One, I'm just throwing away money and I'm not really getting much in return. You're getting something in return, but you're not getting much in return. And I don't know, through my travels, you guys have seen on TV as well. Like, I don't like... Um, I don't like being sold stories and I feel like, mm. you know, part of, you know, part of the hustle, part of getting, you know, more money, more tips from, you know, patrons is telling them what they want to hear. So if a stripper comes up to me and like, Oh my God, you're so gorgeous, babe. You're like all the, like, I immediately believe it's a lie or whether you're yeah. telling the truth or not. Like <laughs> yeah. I immediately believe it's a lie and I feel like you're just trying to get my money and I just hate yeah. it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. So how does that translate to the stocks? <laughs> stocks like i mean obviously if you're if you're good at it and stuff like you know you can you can obviously you know reap reap benefits from it as well but it's just like anything else with the addictive personality like you got to be careful you can easily throw too much like there's this kid who um he was day trading on this app robin hood or something and he didn't really understand exactly what was going on and it looked like he was in the hole like seven hundred thousand dollars and he killed himself it's just a slippery slope with stuff like that you got to be really careful like gambling too in vegas you got to be really careful with that stuff yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, bringing it back to your, you know, being sold the story thing, I guess that's literally what like investing is, is like you hear a story of like a company exactly. that's like, we're going to do this, we're going to change the world. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to back this. And exactly. this. so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of loosely finding the connect. I am skeptical by nature. I wish I was a little <laughs> less skeptical, but I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. I like how this is low-key turning into a therapy session. Do you we've do you covered, go to therapy? We've, we're, covered, a, we're a we've big... covered a lot of topics in like five I know. minutes already. <laughs> I know. Don't keep on. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, people are yeah, people are going to be over here like, yeah, they, uh, you know, they're here for like Bachelor Tea, but like, well, we'll get to that maybe, but like first yeah pokemon and stuff exactly exactly the the real stuff do you go to therapy or have you been to therapy what are your stances we're big supporters on on this pod you know brett as you know me i'm a very private person (laughs) um but that goes with my new found um i would say reach i don't really like the word exposure Mm -hmm. um yeah 
And to be honest, I've been going to therapy for a long time. And there's nothing mm. wrong with it. I've not said it out loud to many people. I still don't really like talking about it that much because it's something private and personal to myself. But at the same yeah. time, if me saying it out loud makes someone look into it, then they definitely should look into it. Because yeah. you got your friends. I've had quite a few experiences. Your friends got a lot of battles as well. Like mm-hmm. they can only absorb so much. They might want to be there for you for everything, but it's just human nature to think of yourself first. I just think it's really important to go to a professional and public service announcement. If you go to a therapist and you don't like the therapist, I don't care how hard it is. Switch therapist. Find it. Find a different yeah. therapist because I had a ther- I had I had one for the longest and a lot of different platforms. I don't know my insurance. Like it's really difficult to switch because they're like, oh, this yeah. is already your person. Like you're already. I'm like, no. If I don't want to talk to that person, especially with therapy, that's like a big deal. If I don't yeah. want to talk to that person, I don't want to talk to that person. So continue, continue, continue. Just stick with it. And the fact that you're yeah. even looking into it means you're already ahead. So don't give up on yeah. that because it can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Will's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of this, you know, like interesting Pokemon therapy stocks, everything aside, <laughs> um, I just want to formally say that we are so excited that you're joining us here today. And we were really interested in having you um, on the podcast, especially because you're kind of the reason why Brett and I are friends. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this story, <laughs> but um, Brett, do you want to take it away? Well, I would hope so because literally commissioned <laughs> Will's over here for a cameo. Right. <laughs> so Which I guess I loved. Way. <laughs> he played it for me, or like I played it and I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, thank you. It was really, it was really great. This isn't a shameless plug to get more cameos. This is literally from the bottom of my heart. But like doing, I don't want to say cameos, but doing like shout outs to people is like one of a my superpowers and two one of the biggest (laughs) biggest joys of my life like i just i don't know it's so nice to like you know try to pick people up and then have them receive that like feedback back and i don't know i really like i like the ones a lot more that are like oh you know someone's having a tough time because i feel like Mm. it's so it's so tough when you're looking um inward to Mm. like build yourself up but it's so at least for me it's so easy to build the next person up and it's almost like you're talking to yourself and it's just really fulfilling and rewarding and i really enjoy it (laughs) yeah no i'm a big sucker for cameo a big reason too is like when you think of gift giving you know i think a lot of people just struggle with one like gifts to give their their friends or like if if say like you know, I'm having a bad day and Camille was trying to like cheer me up. If she just like randomly was like, I just got you like a phone, like battery pack, you know, like yeah. that's, that's going to be like a, like, I'll be like, Oh, thank you, I guess. But you know, yeah. if, if she just like randomly drops like, you know, 20, 30 bucks on like a random cameo, yeah. that's going to like cure my depression. If, like <laughs> At least for like that, that like brief <laughs> exactly. moment, it's like the, it, it matches like that whole mantra of gift giving of like getting things for people that they would never give themselves and that's Mm. like what cameo is you know exactly unexpected too you know any unexpected gift yeah a side note one of my like things i love to do is like if i see someone out who like recognize me and they want to take a picture especially when it's a husband or a boyfriend it's Mm. like oh my oh my partner is going to be so jealous i instantly (laughs) say we have to FaceTime them yes. right now. Yes, awesome. I love that you do That's that. Amazing. And their face when they answer the phone. Oh, it's so fun. It's I was like, this is better than a picture. We got to do it. It's so fun. <laughs> Wills, I hope you know you're setting yourself up for so many random people yep. being like, we're FaceTiming. You said you said you like this. <laughs> okay, so after I got off the show and 
once I realized that, you know, this could be a thing where people would stop me to take a picture, mm -hmm. I made a promise to myself that I was never going to be too high and mighty or too like busy to ever do something like that. You know, I grew yeah. up in LA. So like I, I've seen a lot of whatever the opposite of humble is and yeah. I mm -hmm. refuse to be that way. It's not in my nature. I wasn't raised that way. So. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's awesome. Uh, although we've covered a lot, like, just like, how are you, you know, we're still in like a weird time, like in man. general, like, how are you just kind of like, you know, getting by, man, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. This past <laughs> year has been the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life Yeah, uh, for many, many reasons. Um, COVID actually wasn't one of the main reasons. Um, mm. this oh. is a lot. I mean, I had surgery twice in the last year. There was fires oh. near uh, my family's, uh, the house I grew up in for oh, like yeah. two months mm. that was like oh, possibly wow. encroaching so many different things. But I was, I told a few friends, I was just like, if this is what I have to go through to be the man that I want to be, then so be it. And I yeah. just, yeah. Keep, I just kept reminding myself that day in, day out. I feel a lot better now, but it's also, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I would never be presented with anything that I can't get through. I feel like mm -hmm. I've gone through more than most and that's not, it's not a competition thing, but I feel yeah. like because I go through so much, it's because I'm destined to be a greater individual than I could even have ever imagined. So I take it yeah. with a grain of salt and I keep pushing forward and hopefully I come yeah. out the better si other side clean. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. it's like, you know, as, as someone who uh, very much likes you, I'm, I'm sad to hear that it's been like a, just like a yeah. brutal, you know, year for multiple reasons. But I am also yeah. like, and Camille and I talk about this all the time, but like, you know, I, I am also a believer more in hindsight when you're in the shit, it's hard to think this, oh, um, but, yeah. but I think like experiences like that challenges like that is like where you do your growing, you know, you don't really mm -hmm. do, you know, you don't really grow from time to where it's like, Oh yeah, everything's good. Like just, just good vibes only over here. You know, it's yeah. uh, mm -hmm. every once in a while, you know, those, those uncomfortable or like just awful times uh, happen and they yeah. can be profound. So it's, I guess a silver lining to it. You notice changes as well. Like one thing I've noticed is like before I'm, I'm a closet introvert slash extrovert one second yeah. i will be super quiet the next mm -hmm. second i will be the life of the party it's mm -hmm. it's terrible and amazing all in the same breath yeah, um yeah. but this past year has really helped me i wouldn't say helped me find my voice but mm -hmm. kind of pushed me to speak up more um i was just yeah. having dinner with mm -hmm. a like a lifelong friend the other day and you don't really have like these kind like so being on The Bachelor is funny because the people you're on the show with, like, you have these deep conversations because that's what the show is made up of. But mm -hmm. the people that you've known your whole life, you rarely ever do because that's not really how mm -hmm. we're programmed in day-to-day -day life. Yeah. But I was talking yeah. to my buddy and he was just like, you know what? Like, I've seen you, like, on social media and just upper, um, other things you're doing. And, you know, I'm really proud of you for, like, speaking up on, like, your opinions and, like, making points and stuff. Like, I'm really, like... I'm really glad yeah. to see that. And I don't know, it really hit me hard to hear it from someone like him because, you know, someone I value and respect and someone who's known me for a long time. And I haven't really ever, I've always had opinions, but I usually keep them to myself. But at the same time, I realized that my opinions help formulate other people's thought processes around things. And there's some things that I just don't really want people to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. When your friend was just saying like how proud they were of you of speaking out on certain things and being like an advocate, were there certain things that he was like kind of specifically noting that you've been particularly vocal I mean, on? 
I mean, we might as well just jump right into it. Might as well go into it. um, You know, if you don't know me or have heard of me or seen me before, I am an African-American male. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Quite proud of that. But, you know, growing up, you feel a certain way. You feel kind of not necessarily bogged down, but you always feel like you always feel like it's the scales kind of feel kind of like janky a little bit. And you kind of just you always feel a little like off balance. So, you know, with the George Floyd situation, the Black Lives Matter movement, like it was great to see. Don't get me wrong. Amazing, amazing to see that kind of response. But I'm the kind of person that like, I just, I want that same energy all the time. Now, I don't necessarily need millions of people walking down the street every single day, every single week, but nothing really has changed. You know what I'm saying? And Mm. it's hard when you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel like people don't value you or Mm. your country that you you live in values. I've traveled a lot. I have flags right here from places I've traveled a lot. And other people in other countries, they don't really, they don't, I mean, they like, they're cool, but they don't care about you because you're not their countrymen. Like every time mm-hmm. I come home with my U.S. passport, I'm like, this is my identity. This is the only place where I can say that I am from. Yeah. And that country is a country that's not really respecting and valuing who I am, who my family is, you know? So it's, it's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. Um, hopefully, you know, things can change, but it's just, it's one thing like wanting change, but it's also just really hard and toxic to consume people mm. who battle back against it so hard. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's one yeah. thing to have a difference of opinion, but when you use so much energy, mm. use so much energy to tell me why these people deserve to die by civil public servants, yeah. public servants that we could pay for, you know, um, yeah. They they use so much energy and so much like anger to argue why they were in the right. In my opinion, if you kill someone, you should be punished for it. Yeah. Period. Um it's tough, man. And like for the longest, I never really wanted to talk about it because I felt like, you know, <laughs> people were gonna, you know, use all their anger and energy back at me. Mm-hmm. And that's something yeah. I'm very, very I feel very, very strong about. So I just, I don't know. It's, but I'm tired of just being quiet about it because the, some of the messages I get are just so mm. far off base. And I would never, I would never diminish someone or talk down to someone or hold someone back just because of their, literally their, their body covering. It's just the covering yeah. to the yeah. rest of our organs and bones. It's, I don't, mm. I'm not. I'm not a scientist or a biology major, but I think it's just the epidermis. I think just that layer, literally. The epidermis, the melanin. Yeah, that's literally what we are like. That's why there's so much injustice and inequality is because of that one simple thing. Like it's ridiculous and it makes me sick. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's a lot, man. It sucks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, as it wouldn't. Yeah. No, and I, I appreciate you just, um, like being so open about like, you know, obvious uh, struggle that neither Camila and I can, you know, fully say that we've experienced. Right. And And um, another, another point I wanted to make was, um, so my dad grew up in Los Angeles and he grew up during, you know, the Watts riots, civil rights movement, like all that stuff. And when all the protests were going on, I really wanted to go, 
but I have a, I have the same, um, I have the same like frame of mind with protests or anything like that. Um, this is something I felt really strongly about something I wanted to be at, but because of who I am and what I look like, I believe I have one chance and that's it. This mm-hmm. is also, this also ties into the bachelor, like my behavior yeah. and my actions. I have one chance mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. If I go yeah. to a protest and I get arrested yeah. or someone hurts one of my friends and I try to defend my friend, that to me, that's on my record forever. I yeah. already feel like I am mm-hmm. um, discriminated against and I don't have the same uh, access. So why would I go to a protest and then ruin the rest of my life for one day? You know what I'm saying? It sucks yeah. to think that way, but that's yeah. how... How I feel like at the time I had a, a partner and I was watching this video on this kid got shot in the head with a rubber bullet. And she said, yeah, what would you what would, what would you do if that was me? And my blood immediately boiled. And I was like, I don't even mm-hmm. want to put myself in that position, you know, um, yeah. because I don't know what I'd do. Um, yeah. I'm very, 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 very loyal to the people I love. And if I'm around someone I love, I see them get hurt. I'm going to defend them. Um, mm-hmm. But if I get arrested or let alone hurt or possibly killed as well like it's just it doesn't so i had a long talk with my dad about that and you know he kind of he kind of agreed with me and it kind of stinks that like (laughs) as a black man you want to be out there and protest and you know fight for your rights but at the same time you have to worry about your future because it could easily be taken away from you in a split second any day anytime yeah 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 no i mean i i I really can't fathom it and honestly too like it's it's not something that I've, that I haven't thought about before, but of course, you know, just because of like how I've experienced like the world, you know, my uh-huh. my privilege, like just like that's never a factor. I would say the second I step out the door into the street, I would say minimum twenty five percent of my energy every day is used just for I'm going to say African American relations. Like if I'm walking, yeah. like yeah. if I'm in the grocery store and I'm too close to someone, like I back up. Or if I'm walking down the street and I'm too close to them, I back up. For their sake, not for my sake. Like I could be yeah. walking faster than them, but I back up. And it's just those kind of things. Like it's almost like subconscious actions that you're not even like aware of, but it's, it's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Again, thanks for, thank you for sharing with us. And I can't even imagine no you know, hearing, <laughs> hearing all of this, you know, you've been going through, which existed before the summer, but I'm sure exacerbated by this past summer, you know, that just in combination with the year that you already described to us as being an mm-hmm. extremely stressful year, yeah. COVID aside, uh-huh. you know, what have you been doing to stay sane or like what keeps you sane? You know, like, are you focused <laughs> on anything um, that helps keep you passionate or about the world around you, you know, is there anything that is getting you through? That's, that's a great question. So I'm a very, I'm very emotive and I'm a big time like feeler. So mm. I feel, I feel my feelings. I'd be lying if I didn't say I don't like dwell in my feelings sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, that's me. I'm like always <laughs> massively. In my and if anyone's listening, it's okay. You do not have to be better immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, one of my favorite words right now is timeline. I've been talking to my parents about like timeline and, like there's no set timeline for almost anything in this world. Like if yep. you, if you're depressed, there's no timeline for you to get better. You know what I'm saying? If you're single right now, there's no timeline for you to get, get mm. married. Don't worry about all that stuff. You need to look for your own fulfillment, whatever that may be. That's another one of my favorite words right now, fulfillment. Um, so there might be, there might be a day where like, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. I've been wanting to watch this show and this movie and I'm going to watch it. 
and I really yeah. want to deep dish pizza, so I'm going to order it, and I'm going to sit here and eat it, <laughs> and I'm going to start again tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with that, um, especially right now. It's crazy, and like I just see so many people, and it's that's also another thing that's come to the limelight in this last year. Like this isn't the first year people have been depressed, you yeah. know. No. Um, obviously, it's been you know brought to the forefront and intensified because we're all locked inside, but people have felt this way for. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, you know? Yeah. So it's I think it's just important to whatever your mechanisms are to um, adjust those as long as they're healthy. And, you know, if you need to reach out for somebody, uh, reach out to somebody and get that help and get that help. Yeah. Well, I mean, like at the top of the you know, show when you we were talking about like that this was a rough year, you know, COVID aside, you know, it, yeah. it really made me think about how difficult it was for you know, all of us, like when we all had our fair share of things that we were struggling with, or we were just kind of like dealing with work and all that. It's like, exactly. obviously it's going to be like magnified even further. Exactly. So, you know, talk about like patience for yourself. Exactly. It's like all the more important now. Exactly. Like, I feel guilty saying it, but it's the truth. Like the COVID was like, I mean, it was a worry, but it was one of the my least of my worries with everything I had going on. Like, that sounds kind of backwards, but I wish COVID was like my top priority of worry. Like, I had so many other things going on. It really stuck. Yeah. But like, there was days where, you know, I just didn't feel up to doing anything. Um, there's days I didn't, days I didn't eat, days I didn't, you know, wasn't doing anything. But it's a process. It's like I said, it's a timeline. You just have to get through the day, start another day. Uh, I got a, a tattoo a long time ago. It was on the show, whatever. But it's uh, from Harry Potter, Expecto mm. Patronum. But the reason I got it in the first place was to always look for the light in the dark. And it still resonates mm. every single day. It's like, yeah, you might be going through the darkest of times. But I also think, like, I have this daydream sometimes. Like, I'll be, like, sad or, like, not feeling great. But then I'll think about all the things I haven't done yet. Like, I haven't been to, I haven't been to, I haven't been to Italy yet. Or mm. I haven't been to Japan. Yeah. Or uh, I haven't, um, what else? What else is there? Like. I haven't had my own bachelor party or I haven't had my own wedding or like, I haven't like, you know, I've never seen someone give birth. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some yeah, like yeah. milestones that you haven't experienced yet. And when you start thinking about those things, like it pushes you to like get through whatever else is going on in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Like I'm still young. I'm still in the first third of my life. So, yeah. You know, you know, that, um, reminds me of that. I literally, <laughs> I was like a little private moment that I didn't tell anybody about, but, uh, so Tell I just got a Pel- I just got a I just got a Peloton recently that I'll oh, not yeah, shut up do. about. Private? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Private, yeah. Private. Well, that part that part isn't private. <laughs> no, but like, you know, I think March just feels like March like just like fucked with everybody I love and care about. March was just like a visceral month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just having a rough day in March and I was just on my little Peloton trying to feel better. And the instructor, you know, when they're doing like their motivational talk was uh-huh. just like, there's, there's so much uh, light that's like on the horizon, be here for it. And yeah. I literally like almost cried while biking. Cause yeah. like, it just like hit me. Like it just like yeah. the exact right moment to real. And you know, it's, it's, the exact point of like what you're saying is like, there's so much that is left to be experienced and um, yeah. And, and to enjoy that, you know, it's sometimes you just got to get through the slog. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Something that I wanted to, and I was thinking about all the different other things that we do, mm-hmm. you know, or that we've done to cope in this time, you know, like Brett just talked about his, his Peloton. Mm-hmm. And I was, it kind of reminded me back to, when Brett and I like first maybe started thinking about even starting this podcast and it was, uh-huh. you know, in the summer, middle of the summer, we both like got together for the first time, probably in like a year, honestly, to just uh-huh. like hang out in the park and chill. And we started talking about bachelor stuff. And this was like, 
the summer. Like we were uh-huh. still didn't even know if Tasha was actually going to be maybe on, coming yeah. onto the Bachelorette. Yeah, and we were just like excited about it. We were like ready for our favorite show to come back. You know, mm-hmm. we were ready for like an escape from our problems, whatever. Um, and then, as everyone knows, we just finished um, the one of the most controversial seasons of The Bachelor yet, and it was the first time. Not the first time in a long time because Brett and I have always talked about how this show has always had problematic aspects to it. And we all, uh-huh. we like like to talk about those as yeah. well as the things we like about it. But it felt like the first time ever for me personally that it was truly exhausting to watch. Like yeah. it, the bad outweighed the good. Um, yeah. And so obviously you were on this show many moons <laughs> ago. Uh-huh. First off, do you still even watch the show? You know, it's been a few years since you were on. Do you? Is it still a part of your life in any sort of way? I honestly haven't watched much just because for me, like I'm always going to be part of the show and part of the mm-hmm. community and part of the nation, quote, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I just, the episodes are long and there's like a lot of yeah. like filler in it. I've got to like get yeah. to the point. And I do <laughs> yeah. think, I do think I'm going to start watching again, like soon future seasons. Um, but it's just also like, I don't know, guys, like for me, like the past two or three years have been like kind of all consuming um, from that. I mean, I lived it. So like, you know, you're shooting it. And then it also is like being shown, like not live, but, you know, all the episodes. So I like live it twice. So I lived every season I was on twice. It was kind of a lot. So like I want to take a breather and break. And I I really honestly, I really, really wanted to watch a Matt Matt season Mm -hmm. because um Big ups to having someone who looks like me on the show. Yeah. Um, but I just, I didn't get around to it. But um, then once I start hearing everything that was going on, I was just like, uh, uh, just, man. I didn't blame yeah, you. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask the dreaded question of uh, like addressing the Chris Harrison in the room. And if that contributes to the general exhaustion of, of it all. I mean, a hundred percent, like as, as me as a person and as me as a black man, like I said, you already kind of feel off balance with certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing when you internally believe it, but then when you hear someone just speak it, mm-hmm. like this is a guy who's been in media for, I don't know how long. Yeah. And you say something like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, oh, but this was in 2018, but now yeah. it's 2020. It's only a yeah. difference of two years. Are you, <laughs> what, what is your point you're yeah. making? And yeah. that yeah. point in that point in general doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh, well, this was, this was in 1965. It's 2020. Now, <laughs> now what? Um, like have some compassion. And that's, like I said before, like, I just feel like there's so much anger and vitriol against minorities who are just looking for more you know rights and justice and accountability underlying that word um yep why is there so much like why is there so much energy for that but there's no energy for the people who are hurt by that or you know the people who don't get as much screen time or get played to the left and right on the show like yeah it's just come on man like yeah it's one thing to already feel it but then for you to confirm it it's just like i don't really have any space or grace for you yeah (laughs) at all yeah it's like he kept saying like have grace and space for her but it's like but you're not giving that to all the other people who 
have something to say about what's happening. Yeah. I could even see like, you know, you see some of these sports interviews and they, you know, they're media trained and they don't give you any, like I could even say, see if you say, well, let's see how this all plays out and let's hear from both sides. That's different. But it's just like, you completely took our side, um, you know, and, you know, I know there's pockets of this nation where they don't really, you know, know what the, the scope is of, you know, the current times and they're still in archaic, old, antiquated traditions like that. But mm-hmm. you also have to understand that these things affect other people, like the Confederate flag. To me, mm-hmm. to me, <laughs> I hate it. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. But it, it goes, it, but it, but it goes, it goes more. It goes more than a black and white thing to me yeah. as well. These are also people who wanted to take over yeah. your country. Literally, a symbol you know of treason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Don't get me started. Anyway, (laughs) I think we already, I think we already got you started a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. clearly. Um, You, you said um, once or twice, like in relation to the Chris Harrison thing that you felt something internally and then it was kind of confirmed publicly by that. Maybe I'm reaching, but by that, do you mean that when you were, because you were on the show, not once or twice, but three times. So you were in close contact with Chris Harrison and you had some sort of a relationship with him, like even if it's a working one. Are you saying that, you know, you felt like during your relationship with him, you felt some type of way? Like, did you feel these vibes potentially? I didn't see the man enough to get any vibes. Gotcha. He, he okay. comes on and does his little six minute spiel, then he's gone. One of the greatest gigs in America, yeah. if you ask me. Really? Um, I had to memorize more lines in my sixth grade play, but I <laughs> um, But I mean, like, he was cool, casual. I mean, like, we chatted for a brief second, but he sure. always, it kind of seemed like he was all business, but at the same time, he seemed kind of standoffish and like, I'm never going to try to be anyone's like best friend if you're not going to be, you know, like just cordial with me. So from him personally, no, I don't really get that vibe. Yeah. Well, something I think about is like, you know, your, you you just kind of like talked about how the rationale of him excusing, you know, things that like happened in 2018. It's like, oh, you know, that was two, three whole years ago. Uh, Weren't you on Paradise in 2018? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was my yeah so that's just though. like, yeah. So that's just like an interesting connect for, for me to, you know, make. It's a ridiculous statement. Yeah. So, you know, essentially, you know, he's saying that like that sort of thing was okay when, you know, you're, you're on paradise. Celebrating plantations was fine. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Now. I, I do want to ask another question about uh, about like how you were talking about Chris Harrison because I think obviously the leads of The Bachelorette and The Bachelor have some sort of relationship with Chris Harrison or at mm-hmm. least that's how it's made to seem for the yeah, audience like so. that's that's something that helps like drive the show and I think most people assume that that extends to the cast you know like he's always talking about <laughs> the cast members mm-hmm. you know like especially when we saw I'm, I'm not sure if you know but Heather Martin kind of tried to crash the season and he he just oh, always talks did. about past yes he talks about uh, past castmates, not leads as if he also has a relationship with them and so I think you speaking right now about how you spoke to him for like X minutes is the first time where I'm thinking oh okay so that's truly an illusion like do you like can you I don't know maybe speak more to that I'm talking about like the time he spends with the cast member yeah like what's that like. I feel like he was never around. I feel like the only time we ever really saw him was like, say like a rose ceremony. He'd come mm-hmm. and speak 
And then after the end of the rose ceremony, he would linger for a little bit and talk with, you know, guys or whatever. But other than that, I mean, I feel like we rarely ever saw him. Like, I mean, he was never like the only time we ever really saw him was when he had to do his little speech thing. And that was it. Like in paradise, when he'd come and we were all in the, I don't even know the word anymore, Brett, <laughs> veranda, whatever that thing is. They call, what is it called? Like that archway all... thing? Or... Yeah, there's, a name yeah. for, there's a paradise yeah. name for it, though. I Veran- forgot. Anyway, oh. I don't yeah, remember. Anyway, remember. But he would come and he would talk to us all and he'd be like, all right, ready, break. And then he'd be gone. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I never felt close to him. That's so yeah. interesting. Did you think there was going to be some sort of relationship there or was it from the get go? It was pretty clear. Like the producers were your relationship and not. She's, she's getting to the good stuff. She's pressing the right buttons. Um, relationships and The Bachelor, to me, are an oxymoron. Um, Say more. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of different tiers to the community and family of Bachelor alums, Bachelor everything. Um to me, a lot of it feels artificial, uh, hollow, for sure. Um, and this goes from producers to cast members, like everything. Um, but I'm I'm a massive person. Like, what you see is what you get. And I'm always, not necessarily in search of, but I'm always open to basically, like, creating more family. Like, I love, like, feeling like part of something. I love bringing people in. I like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I just felt so disconnected from so many people. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Um, and so many people that just seem like they just had other things going on or they're fine with saying one thing and not backing it up or anything. It's There's a lot of that. But the producers especially. Um, but I'm also an educated man and I know they have a job to do. <laughs> I think I've said this once before. Sure. Um but I'm also a grown man. And there's some things you don't need to say to do your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like, I, you know, I have a slight heart of gold sometimes. And, I, you know, I want to believe people when they say things. Um, yeah. Especially in an environment like Paradise, which is so hard. And you're trying to be open. But at the same time, like I said, I'm private. So, like, I'm trying to be open, but I'm private. And then I yeah. let one or two people in. And they kind of use that against me. Yeah. This is not fun. Yeah. It's not yeah. Good. This is, it's, it's actually totally fine if you don't want to share, but like, cause I've, I think we've all heard these stories of like a very extremely personal thing, like getting essentially like baiting like a person like right before a tell all or something like that. Did you have any experience with something I like that? Personally, uh, I personally never had any experience with that. One of the cast members said something kind of shady to me mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. And that kind of threw me off for the whole day. Um, for the most part, I think they knew who they were talking to when they talked to me because I'm not going to say anything that I don't feel. Um, yeah. It's just not going to happen. I remember once on Paradise, they wanted me to say something that I was like in love with someone or something like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not. And they basically wouldn't let it go until I said that. So I said it like super monotone. And then that was the end of the interview because I was like, 
I'm not here just to say what you want me to say. Like I'm here, I'm here to be me. Um, yeah. So that kind of stunt, but for the most part, honestly, I don't really have that experience, but I think yeah. it's because they knew that I wasn't going to just, there's a lot of performative displays on this show. Yeah. A lot of the people you see are not the people they are. Mm. If I could say that much, there's a lot yeah. of people portraying characters and not being themselves on the show. Yeah. I was yeah. always myself on the show. I think that you do see that when you, I think the few times you see the cracks of that um, mm-hmm. are when you see someone who maybe gets a really good edit on their mm-hmm. show and then maybe has some sort of a mini scandal in paradise. You know, I'm thinking about Blake, for example. Like when you were talking, I just thought about Blake, you know, like just got such an amazing no, edit. And not, I, don't I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think that, you know, some people you forget that like some people are painted like as if they're infallible as, or as if they're like the Prince charming and ever, no one is infallible. So, yeah, I mean, first things first, if you're going, if you're a viewer of the show and you think any of the people on the show are perfect, then you're wrong. <laughs> you're right. No one's right. perfect. We all have flaws. It's just what degree of those flaws we have and how we deal with them. Yeah. Um, don't ever put anyone on too high a pedestal that they can't come down from it. Basically. Yeah. Um, what Blake, I didn't really get that vibe that he was performative of all. I can go oh, on okay. record saying that. Um, not really. Uh, the Paradise stuff. I tried to stay away from that. Because <laughs> um, at that time, like I said, I'm, I have my own opinions, strong opinions. But also, I don't like getting into drama. It's not my yeah. thing. But yeah. at the same time, regardless of who's wrong, who's right, I just thought it was really convenient that the time all this is brought up is when we get to paradise in front of seven cameras. Yeah. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Definitely. To me, to me, I don't like if you're hurt or not hurt. Th- I mean, cause I think that whatever that happened, I think I have like months in it prior. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, man. So when I hear you say, you know, it's convenient, uh-huh. the implication is that this benefits someone. Right. And so do you yeah. think that that critical eye is being, or lens is being put on the cast or on the production, on the producers? Like, do you think that came out conveniently because the producers, like, orchestrated it that way? Or do you think that, that some cast people may have been, you know, not there for the right reasons? Well, I mean, in my opinion, the producers wouldn't know anything unless a cast member offered up that information. Then it's up to the producers of how they handle it. And I understand it's good, it's good ratings and drama and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as on a human level, if someone had a problem with me six months ago and then you wait till we're on a nationally televised <laughs> show to bring yeah. it up and to be all butthurt and uh, like everything, even I'm not saying her reason wasn't valid or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, if you yeah. wait that long, like I was looking at Blake and he was like stressing and stuff, it would have been a whole different scenario if it was me. Cause I would have mm-hmm. looked at you like you're a fraud and you're fake. Well, why yeah. did you wait six months in front of nationally televised cameras to bring this up? Like you're just trying to make me look bad, basically, instead of trying to actually get to the crux of why you're hurt and try to find a resolution. I'm a real straight to the point kind of guy. If I made you feel hurt or whatever, let me help you fix it so you know we can be good. But don't try to don't try to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like damage my character. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Um, something else. Sorry, I feel like there's just so many follow-up questions that are just coming out <laughs> yeah, from hey, this and so interesting. I never really spoke on and any so, of this stuff, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so something that you said earlier really mm-hmm. caught my attention about there being tears in terms of like <laughs> she the... Caught that, didn't you? Oh, I did. Oh, my, I think, I don't know if you were watching me, but my eyebrows went up when you said that. So I had to revisit. I would love if you could describe for us 
more about these tears. Not naming names, but like describing these tears. I mean, I grew up in LA, right? Mm -hmm. So I see people trying to reach for, you know, icon status or reach social for social class, maybe exposure and all that stuff. And it just mm -hmm. feels like people don't really want to hang out with people if they don't have the same following or if they're not as top of mind or things mm -hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like a media circuit as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, media circuits, like what's, what's the hot story right now? And you, I mean, you could just kind of tell like how some people only hang out with people who got the same, if they in the same bracket of followers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just sure. kind of, it's kind of whack. No, it's not kind of whack. It's really whack to me because <laughs> there's people that, you know, you just want to hang out with. And my thing is like, and obviously you're not going to like everyone. Of course, you're not like, you don't have to hang out with anyone, but yeah. it just seems like the second you hang out with other bachelor people, the phones come out and you tagging everybody and look at, look who I'm with. And it's just like, man, can we just hang out? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it stinks because this is, uh, a shared experience that not many people go through. So yeah. like if I hang out with a buddy from the show, it's like instant like camaraderie because it's something we've been through. And like I said before, like the conversations you have or can have with those people are a lot deeper because you're in this situation where you're vulnerable and crying and all these things. So it's just, it's, you don't feel as judged when you do things like that, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I have a spidey sense for like performative gestures and artificialness. I don't even know if that's a word. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just seems like that a lot. And I'm not that kind of person, man. I just, it's, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I have more examples, but it's just, it's gross. Yeah. Um, my last question about this tears thing, I promise. Um, you also mentioned producers as well. We always love like a behind the scenes look. Uh, uh -huh. Like that's the way we kind of approach watching The Bachelor. Like we're trying to dissect things as yeah. we're watching them with like yeah. a, because I, I also have a, production background like i am a podcast okay. producer by trade and so we're always i'm always looking at it with that lens like what is mm -hmm. a decision here that was maybe like a puppet string thing mm -hmm. situation and so when you said that the tears the tears of status you know apply for the producers is for the it producers it's kind of a different tier it's more like you got the people who are just about their business mm -hmm. you got the people who are buddy buddy with you but then they're still buddy-buddy with you off screen or off camera. Then you have the ones who are buddy-buddy with you and sell you lies and then forget you exist the second you get sent home. Um, that's literally the just off the top of my head, the tears I could think of. The ones who just do their business, cool with it, fine. Don't have a problem with it. The ones who are buddy-buddy there and buddy-buddy um, away from the camera, fine. But the ones who are like super buddy-buddy and then tell you things that aren't factual or they don't um, – follow through on those things it stinks it's just like you you it's like the same i have the same like um opinion with like like partners and relationships it's just like you're in a position to do your job but mm -hmm. why do you have to do your job also to the detriment of my mm -hmm. feelings and character yeah. and stuff you know what i'm saying like it's one thing if you're just like oh go over there and talk to so-and-so or something but don't be like Oh, I heard this or I heard that and all this. I'm yeah. like, don't, like, don't do that. There's yeah. a line between being good at your job and being exploitative and manipulative yeah. to a point yeah. where, yeah, like you said, detriment to just another human being. My second, like, run for Paradise, like, going in, quite a few producers were just like, oh, yeah, like, um, 
so many girls have been asking about you and so many girls are interested in you. And whether it's factual or not, obviously, I, like I said, I'm a skeptic by trade. So I'm already sure. like, yeah, whatever. And then I go down there and I'm like, man, where are, they, where are these girls at? <laughs> where, are, where, are, where are these ones you I don't see them. <laughs> yeah. And to me, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, like you don't really need to say that for me. Like I'm already, I already signed the contract. I'm already going. Like you don't yeah. need yeah. to say that. Just be like, hey, man, you excited? Like, well, let's see what happens. You yeah. can do that. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, my, all of them. All of yeah. them. Watch yeah. so bad. Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't need to do that. So would you say that your experience there the second time around was really tainted by that? Or was it just like an annoying thing that happened? Paradise for me both times were less than stellar. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my political correct voice. I mean, I don't really hold any ill will. Like I, you know, I chose to go there. It's still fun to go down there and everything. But in terms of like emotionally, I could say emotionally, it was terrible for me. But like physically, it was fun to, you know, go down there and enjoy, get some tacos on the beach, all that stuff. That's great. Um, meet some new people. That's great as well. But emotionally, um, especially the first time, emotionally really, really hit me really, really hard. That right. was because it was the first time I experienced it. That one really hurt me. The second time, I already kind of didn't want to go. But I was like, well, let's try it. And then um, I'd say emotionally and mentally, the second time was just really, really tough because I tried to, you know, play the field and date around and then. I try not to look at comments about me, but you get curious sometimes. And then mm-hmm. um, I got kind of like a little bit of flat for like dating around a little bit. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. It's the first week. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of strange if you go in and just be like, you're the only person I want. Yeah. That's it. It's make or break. It's, that's not realistic uh, to me. Like, come on. Like, and for me personally, like I I know I'm a catch and I feel like I'm a catch, but at the same time, I feel like no one is like, what's the word? No one's required to like me or anything like that. I still have to do the work and I still have to do all these things. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I want to go around and talk to everyone and, you know, see what the thing is. I'm not ever going to assume that anyone like likes me and I don't have to put in any work. Or if I say you're the only person for me, that they're also going to feel that way. So I don't want to just, you know, and it's my second time around. If I, just picked one person and I crashed and failed with that person and got sent home, then I wouldn't feel like I did myself a service when I was there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so like with all of this talk about, you know, the, the two sessions on paradise being less than stellar, <laughs> is there like any world in which you could see being pulled back and, you know, one, I suppose, why would you, you know, if there is a world in which you would like, maybe what would have to be different? Um, and then ultimately, like, if not, why not? Um, in my opinion, absolutely unequivocally not for more than one reason. One, I feel like I have a lot of personality yeah. and I don't really feel like that was shown in paradise, at least. Definitely showing right. bachelorette. And also, I'm the kind of person when I'm trying to um, make someone interested in me, it takes a little bit longer. And I'm not going to do grandiose things or do things I'm not comfortable with just to get you to like me. It's not a game to me. Um, and also, you just, everyone has a little voice inside of their head that makes them feel like they're not good enough. And when you go on that show and that's the result two years in a row, almost the exact same way, you get. The, yeah, one yeah. of your one of the people who was on your season who you're fairly close to gets picked 
over you as the last pick, like, and it could go either way. Like, it's it's just like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So yeah, like, what sure. is fool me three times? I don't know. So it's like yeah. I don't really know if I even want to put myself in that position. That being said, if there was something that was a non-competitive role, um, mm. like a hosting position, or even just like I don't know, like um, like Wells does the bartending stuff, something in that vein, yeah. where I can yeah. just be myself and not worry about like getting my I wouldn't say getting my heart broken. It wasn't that deep, but just yeah, making me sure. feel kind of weird. I yeah. may consider that. I don't know, but I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm, I've done acting like, cause I used to be in like plays and stuff as a kid and stuff. And I always enjoyed it. I like portraying other characters, but I feel like in reality TV, at least for me, I'm being myself and I'm not as comfortable just like being myself on national television because yeah. of my background. And like I was saying earlier, I feel like I have to not necessarily be on P's and Q's, but that energy, that African-American male energy is like 75% when you're on a reality TV show. Because yeah. I, I need to think about everything I say at least two or three times before I say it. Same thing with action, same way how I communicate or um, respond to people. I, I, I can't remember, I think it was like Hannah who's like, she wanted to choose someone else. Like, I was just like, mm. you know, I really want to handle this professionally and stuff. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to give anyone any reason to dislike me and not that sure. I incredibly care about that but like i also know the kind of person i am so i want to make sure that that's portrayed on camera yeah yeah um if you're comfortable if not no worries <laughs> uh, what question is this? I just wanted, <laughs> she started if, if you're comfortable um oh, would you be okay with um i'm curious to hear more about why your first stint in paradise was so was so hard and difficult like was there were there specific standout moments or energies you know was it again well, just producer related like i genuinely sad to hear this one but i wasn't making any like real dead set connection with anyone but there was one person on the show who i had a very strong friendship from the beginning and the door wasn't closed on possibly pursuing that romantically um we had discussed prior to the rose ceremony about that and we had both agreed that we wanted to keep each other around to see where whether this would go somewhere romantically or if not we'd still be there to pursue other things mm -hmm. um that person ended up picking someone that they had no interest in romantically whatsoever and trash talked that person since he came onto the island so yeah a betrayal didn't, didn't sit right with me yeah with, with uh without like you know giving that person away have you since Everybody Talks knows who it with is. that I even, person. Okay, yeah, go. I don't even need to, okay, say, yeah, to, say, say, to say her name, but trying to be cute. Knows who it is? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked a little bit briefly afterwards. She apologized. The reason she gave me wasn't really a reason, but I try to be the bigger man, be cool. Uh, we hung out a few times, but it just she just still just didn't seem like the kind of person I would want to fraternize with at all. Um, mm. So yeah, that friendship is dead. Which is sad because initially I was like really, really close with her. But yeah, it is what it is. I'm not gonna bend over for someone. Yeah. Are you are you, are you happy you did it? Like are you happy that you did the the bachelorette? Or maybe even like the, the Bachelorette was a grand time. Okay. My only my only thing I didn't like was I really wanted to make it to hometowns. Mm. And I believed I deserved to go to hometowns. A hundred percent. In terms of I I mean, I saw her interaction with everyone. Yeah. And it was really important for me because I was doing the counting in my head. 
Eric Bigger is the only other person at that time to have gotten a hometown as an African-American male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to go so people could see an African-American family that was stable with both parents, everything good to go. Like, I really yeah. wanted that to yeah. be on television. I knew I wasn't going to win. The way yeah. she behaved with Garrett and Blake was miles ahead of anyone else. <laughs> it was a running joke during the whole season. Um, I knew I was going to win, but I really wanted to So you guys to all to- knew who the top two were Yeah, we knew. Okay. She didn't do a great job of hiding it either, which is fine. That's, so that's, that's the way she should be. I'm actually yeah. glad. I'm actually more glad it was that way. I got really upset before we went to the Bahamas because I was just like, you know, like I'm a private person. I'm like, I'm still pouring my heart out to this girl. I know she's not going to pick me. I don't really want to keep like telling her stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just felt weird. But I really wanted to make it to hometown because not even more so for me, but I just really wanted the world to see that. And my yeah. family is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the look my mother would have gave her would have been legendary. <laughs> oh my goodness. She is, uh, she is a tiger for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, paradise, I was really excited. The first paradise, um, but paradise is bullshit in my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more Bachelor-related question. <laughs> but it is unrelated to anything we've spoken about. So it is a new, okay. Ooh, a more fun, I guess it's more, a more fun way to, I guess, close this chapter on, you know, the Bachelor moment in your life. And this okay. is something that has always been of interest to me. Like I said, you know, I kind of love knowing behind-the-scenes sort of things. We would love to hear your casting story. What did someone reach out to you? Did you go to a oh, cold casting? Man. We would love to hear that. I personally think that's a very interesting part of the bachelor journey. It's it's a doozy. Um, oh boy! So I was working downtown at the time, and I like to like wear headphones when I'm working. And my headphones had broken like a day or two prior, and I ordered some, but they weren't going to get there for like two more days. And I was working, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk to Target and get some cheap headphones in the interim. So I walk to Target on my lunch break. I get the little cheap headphones. I'm walking out. Um, I hadn't had a haircut in a while. I was in a suit that I wasn't very comfortable in because, you know, you're at work, and it's not like a suit that I'm going out in. It's like a work work suit. And I'm walking walking back down the street, and I just hear this, hey, 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 hey. And I hate saying it because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. It makes me sad. But downtown LA has a lot of homeless people or people that yell out of the blue. So I just assumed it was that. But I kept hearing, hey, stop. Hey, stop. So now I'm like, all right, I need to see if I need to defend myself or what's going on. So I look behind me and this this spry uh, young woman, I would say five, six in these like tapestry robes. She literally looked like Professor Trelawney from uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> she, she's That's like incredible. running, she's like running towards me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? So I just like, <laughs> I'm like kind of clutching my target bag and I'm just like, uh, yeah, hi. Um, and she's like, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you single? And I was just like, um, hi, how are you? Like, can I help you? And she's like, yeah, like, are you single? Where are you going right now? I was like, oh, I'm going back to work. And yes, I'm single. How can I help you? And she's like, oh, I'm casting for the show. Would you be interested in like you? If you're an LA native, like you hear the casting for a show thing yeah. quite a bit, not quite a bit, but sometimes, and you always think it's some kind of scam. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, what's the show called? And she's like, oh, it's The Bachelor. Have you heard of it? And I was like, 
yeah, I've heard it. Would you would you be interested? And I was like, um, sure. Do you have a card? She's like, yeah, here's my card. Here's my card. So I get the card, and she's like, do you mind if I like take a few pictures of you? Now this is like um, a downtown <laughs> shopping center, and there's like at least like sixty to eighty people around. Um, and like I said, I'm an introvert, so I don't like attention drawn to me like that. Um, so she's taking pictures of me on her cell phone (laughs) in in this like square (laughs) and my face is all shaggy. My hair is unkempt and she's taking all these pictures. (laughs) It's like a LA thing, like car accidents. And when someone's taking a picture of someone else, it's a LA thing that everyone stops and looks because they're like, Oh my God, do I recognize that person? Who is that person? Why are they they taking a picture? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's like looking at me and stuff. And I look like Bigfoot in a suit. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, get me out of here. And I'm still thinking this is a scam because I'm like, I don't know. She gave me a car, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. So I go back to, um, I go back to my office and I look her, look her up and it, it looks like she's legit. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll think about it. Um, and then they, um, the next day they sent me like all the information. Now, just to put this into context, this is all three days before they start filming. What? Oh, whoa. Wow. What? Oh my God. So they so I had to like three. go meet I had to go meet like the casting director and do like an on-air video, um, like interview. Um, they took more pictures of me then. I had to send in like 30 pictures and I didn't have any because I'm this is before influencer social media days. Like I didn't yeah, take sure. pictures. I didn't take pictures of myself like that. At least not by myself. And they want to like, yeah. oh, give us thirty to forty pictures of yourself doing things you love. And I'm like, oh, my so goodness. many pictures. Yeah. So, so many. So me and my buddy had a whole photo shoot for all day, and we're just taking all these pictures. <laughs> Did you like have to take time off of work for this? Like. For the three days. And I mean, obviously, when you got cast, you did. But like in Um, this three-day period? The crazy thing is, I don't think so. I think it was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, actually. Um, And then they sent me the contract. Um, So I'm doing all this stuff, not even knowing if I'm going to do the show yet. Right. Because I am a big family guy. And I was like, I got to ask my – like, not ask my parents for permission, but I – I value their opinion so much that I was yeah. like, I'm going to ask them. And they're also private as well. And I know the show. I watched the show a couple of times with my ex-girlfriend. Like, I know the show. And it's like, if you get to a certain point, it's not just going to be you. It's going to be your family right. as well. So yeah. I was like, I got to yeah. bring it to them. So I'm like, call, I like call my, like my, my dad. And I was like, Hey, um, what are you guys doing? You guys are busy. Uh, I have like, I need, I need to talk to you guys, whatever. So I go over there. And I'm like kind of morose and like I take out the contract and I'm like, I tell him, you know, and my dad literally almost falls out of his chair laughing. <laughs> he's like, I thought you were going to say like you got in trouble or like got arrested or something bad <laughs> happened because you came in here so sad. Like, why are you so sad? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, you guys are private. Like, I didn't like it's a reality TV thing. Like, I didn't think like, yeah. I was like no, this is a good thing. Like, what are your thoughts on it? I was like, I told him, I was like, it could be cool. Like, I'm the kind of person like. I don't completely believe in fate, but at the same time, like, who knows? That could yeah, be my sure. wife. Like, I don't know. This might be yeah. my story. I right. don't know. And he's like, he's like, man, I think you should go for it. And as soon as him and my mom said that, I was like, that's all that's I needed. Awesome. That's Yay. all I needed to hear. Um, so I did all that. I had to go do a background check where they asked you all this kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, I'm a skeptic by nature. So they're asking me like all this personal stuff. And I definitely left some things out because they're like, oh, what's your ex-girlfriend's name? What's her address? What's her phone number? I was like, you're not getting that information. Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. I'd also heard horror stories about um, 
people digging up old tweets and stuff. And we've seen that quite yeah, a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I yep. will go on my word on my grandma is no longer living. I'm almost positive, at least 99% positive. I didn't have anything like that. But like I said, I only had three days before I started um, the show. So I didn't have time to go back and double check or anything like yeah. that. So I, d- yeah. I deleted everything. Yeah. I deleted my Facebook, yeah. my Twitter, my Instagram. I'm gone. Did you like wow. deactivate or did you deleted. actually delete and restart? Wow. Deleted everything. Delete is pretty wild just because like I think about one of my biggest regrets is a, a very quick tangent, but one of my biggest regrets is the fact that I deleted my MySpace because I lost a ton of like photos, photos. from yeah. an era yeah. of my life. I have, and I was, all of my yeah, pictures from college I don't have anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. stinks, but I'd rather that than like something. Than like, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I did all that. Then also they gave you the pack list. As we all know, I am a little bit of a fashionable young sir yeah um, and they're like you need this many suits you need uh a lounging clothes you need like activity clothes and i had some of this stuff but the biggest problem is you couldn't have any brands or writing on anything uh-huh. and like yeah. i have a lot of like shirts and clothes that have brands on it so um one of my fondest memories of my mom is we went to a store to suit shop for uh, my limo exit suit and some other suits, and she was more she was more excited than I was. Like she was <laughs> she was so excited, and I don't think I've ever said this, but the plaid suit that everyone loves that mm-hmm. I wore, yeah, she picked that suit out. Uh, yes, mom always knows best. I liked it obviously, but she picked it out. She's like, oh, this is cute. You should get this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she was definitely very instrumental in getting all that stuff done. And then the next day, I had to. Oh, and also, like, I didn't know how long I was going to be gone. So, like, I had roommates. Like, I had to write like uh, future rent checks and all oh, that stuff yeah. to them. Like, yeah. it was so much. But I'm I'm a really logistical creature, and I actually like I wouldn't say enjoyed it. But I was very efficient with everything. I feel like when you're yeah. get when you have like a to do list and you like knock them out, that's yeah. you feel like powerful in those moments. And I didn't, I didn't have enough time to think. I just had to do it. Like, like I said, yeah. it was like three yeah. days. Um, yeah. Where were you working at the time that you were like wearing a suit? And then also, how was it tr- getting like possibly two months off of work two days in advance? So I was working at this like social club called the Jonathan Club downtown. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing like a magazine editorial design. And mm-hmm. my direct, uh, well, I don't know the word, my boss was very, very cool with me. Very, very cool. Um, but I told I told her in advance, like <laughs> in advance. I told her day one. Of day <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's in advance. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks notice, well, who needs that? Well, because I, 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 I came in that day back to work and I was just like, you guys, like this lady like gave me this bachelor car. And, like, <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know if it's a scam. So like I said it, it was only me, me, one other guy and her. So yeah. I was just like bringing it all up. And she was like, oh, my God, what's going on with that? And I told her, I was just like, um, I don't know, but I'll let you know. And then I talked to my parents about it. And I told her, I was just like, yeah, um, I think I'm going to do it. What are your thoughts? And she's like, honestly, I think you should. And I'd only been working there for, I think, about two months or something. So it wasn't oh, as wow. big a deal. And she was just like, you know what? Go do it. Yeah. Did she watch the show? I don't know if she did. I know my coworker is a big fan. I don't know if she mm-hmm. did. But she probably did knowing that um, yeah. I was going to be on it. Did yeah. you have to like quit though, or did you get to go back to that job afterwards? I had to quit, and I didn't mm-hmm. really look back um, after I gotcha. <laughs> came off the show. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Wow. You see, I love the <laughs> casting story. I, I love it. It was wild. 
Uh, well. you, it's so crazy because to contrast, like we asked Mike Johnson and uh-huh. he went to an open casting call. He did like five really? different interviews. Like yeah. he did like the, he did like the stand. Well, not the, it's not necessarily standard because a, a lot of people are scouted like you, but mm-hmm. his was like several months in advance. Like did, uh-huh. he said he did like somewhere between like seven and 10 interviews, I think like, so what? yeah, yeah. So it's like so crazy <laughs> how different wild. the experiences are. Yeah, I liked my process because it didn't give me time to overthink. Yeah. yeah. My thing was, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to try to, you know, make my parents proud, make my family proud. And then the rest, I'm just going to enjoy the experience. Like, my only caveat, the only thing I wanted was I didn't want to get sent home the first night. So after I didn't get sent home the first night, I was like, the rest is like, we did it. The rest is (laughs) to me. It's like, I'll get to know her. And then obviously, eventually, as time went on, like, I started to like her more and more. But initially, I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy the ride and see where it goes. And it went a quiet, quite a ways. Uh, yeah, it went really far, actually. Well, yeah, we're so – listen, whoever this Trelawney – is that how you say it, Trelawney? Professor Trelawney? Yeah. Like, Brett, don't tell me you don't know Harry Potter character. I know. No, I know it. It's just – it's more like the pronunciation. I just have to make sure I don't Trela- fuck it up. Trelawney, I think. I don't know. Trelawney. Um no, I was going to say uh, whoever this woman is, we, we Davida, shut up. Yay, there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are so grateful that she hustled after you in that Target parking lot. And uh, or not parking lot or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. In downtown LA. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, man, we're just so grateful that that we got to see you on our screens that we got to, you know, have you on our little pod here. Change my change my life a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um well. We're nearing the end. Is there anything oh, that already? you? I know, I know. Time flies when you're having fun, as they what? say. No, but this has like genuinely been so fun. Like this, this could go so on. So interesting. <laughs> like I lo- could you tell by all my million follow-up questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to plug? You know, this this is your moment right now. Okay, so crazy thing is, I never usually have anything to ever plug. Really, um, but. But I do have something to plug. Um, like I said earlier in this podcast, like I've been developing my voice more and actually just like sharing my opinions. And I'm glad I'm doing that just because I feel like some people need to hear it and some people feel empowered by that. So I'm going to continue to do that. And also, I'm a very creative soul and I just look at the world a little bit differently than other people. And I want to, you know, nurture that and support that. So, I actually am doing something I never thought I would be doing. I am actually hosting my own podcast. Woo! Welcome, Welcome to the pod club. Welcome to the space. Woo! We have a title. The title is Word to the Wills, a play That's on Word to the Wise. Very Love good. It. And we're going to, you know, we're going to touch on bachelor stuff, um but we're also going to touch on like human nature, you know, topics and really get to, you know, discuss what's going on in the world as well as all things nerdy of course um we'll probably be talking about you know the new falcon winter soldier episode and all those kind of things what kind of board game is worth actually playing with your friends all those things we will definitely be talking about that offline yeah yeah. um (laughs) the house on haunted hill really good um but no i also just at least early on i want to address those on the show who don't really have a voice or didn't really get as much screen time um, I'm, I'm really interested in people. Like I said, like, I feel like there's all these tears 
and just like kind of fake friendships and all that. And I really want to use this podcast as a vessel to build a community. Um, so like for me, I, I don't know. I just kind of think of it like if I say I wanted to reach out to like a, like a woman or women from the past uh, season, I just feel like if I did that, they would immediately think one thing. And yeah. not sure, you know, so I want to just build a community where there's no ulterior motives or anything trust, like that. I yeah, suppose. Trust, trust, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a DM slider. So like, mm-hmm. I just want to build a community and that's not, it's not only going to be girls on my show. There yeah. will be, there will be women in quite a few on my show, but there'll also be, you know, men as well. Um, because, you know, I want to have all kinds of different perspectives and point of views. And I just, I don't know, I'm a big family guy. So I want to build a community of these people who have such shared experiences and we can build each other up and help each other out. That's amazing. So do you have an idea of when you're launching this or? Is uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, May. I think May. May. We're still in the, okay. we're still in the creative process right now. Yeah. Can I have an exit, uh, exit point? Um, my exit point is slightly like a PSA as well. Um, I was talking to my buddy kind of, kind of a lot about, um, about numbers in general and how in the society, especially numbers as well as just like status. Like I just want to like bring attention to the fact that there's no set number. There's no set status where you're going to feel fulfilled and happy in yeah. terms of followers, likes, or just what you do in your day-to-day life. And I just really want to implore people to really, cause what I've learned in my past year is like, I really want to go after things that just make me feel complete and make me feel whole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's internal. I feel like, the society is going so much towards external gratification to the point where it's, it's almost a tipping point. And it's just, I just want to remind everyone, just like do the things you love and the things that when you look back on your life, you're really going to be happy about. Don't worry about what other people see on your feed or all that stuff. Just do the things you like and hopefully everything else will, will follow. Word to the wills right there. That was another episode of Baby Got Batch. This episode was produced by us, Brett Vergara and Camila Salazar. Have any questions, comments, opinions, haikus, or love letters for us? Any suggestions of who we should interview next? Any questions that you want us to ask any of our upcoming guests? Email them all to babygotbatchpod at gmail.com. And listen, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and we wouldn't hate if you was five stars. And if you're not yet following us on social media, we're at BabyGotBatchPod on Twitter and Instagram. And listen, if you want to follow us personally, we're at Bredas Vergara and at Kamilalala with two A's at the end on both. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week when we interview Olivia Caridi. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.